a Lifetime original podcast. This dog has to go to the bathroom, so Andy needs to go take her. I'll eat a snack. I love a Lifetime movie. Come your tits. Dingling. You know I'm sex negative. I love when these stalkers are like, I'm helping you. <laughs> they work hard, play hard in daytime news television. You gotta talk shit outside of work. This is honestly a note I need to take too. Now you got me wanting Taco Bell and lava cake. And I ain't pregnant, so I can't get away with that baggage. <laughs> I don't trust him. She's like creepy. The way she looks at you. Hey, you're overreacting. No, I'm not. I know what I see. Before you go writing the girl off, just give her a second chance. Before you sage her out of our lives. All right. For you. But if she killed me, I'm killing you. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie, because that's a fact. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Ekperigan, here with the sun to my moon. Mama to be, Megan Gailey. Hey, girl. Uh, hey. Hi. I'm so hungry. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Eight. I, I have to eat like three breakfasts. I love um, that. Yeah, I know. It's pretty good. It's like the one reason I wanted to be pregnant because I was like, I'd love to be able to say I'm eating for two without people judging me. Yeah. And that's really the, op- the only option I have is to make a baby. I ordered Taco Bell last night. Now, there were people that helped me, but um, (laughs) there was $92 spent. (gasps) How was that possible? (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know. How was that possible? It's like literally $2.50 per taco. How did you get this mess? I have no idea. When I saw the bill, I was like, are we, (laughs) did we order a jug of booze? Like, (laughs) this is food only. That is amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of a high ticket night at Taco Bell, that brings me to Valentine's Day, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, please. Uh, Yeah. Are you somebody who puts a lot of stock in Valentine's Day? You know, I always think of you as a girly girl. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, for you, for instance, when you have boyfriends growing up, was that a test for them? I didn't have boyfriends growing up. Oh, college then. Okay. Don't act like you weren't out here, CTE queen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, you think CTE is remembering Valentine's Day? I don't think so. Um, you know, so Valentine's Day has always been a little bit tricky for me. My, my first niece, so like my first niece, nephew, anything was born on Valentine's Day. So her mm-hmm. birthday's February 14th. So I think Aww. of it really as like an Annie holiday first now. Um, and my birthday's three days after Valentine's Day. So I've always sort of gotten like, the lump in present. <laughs> Wait, you um, can lump in because my birthday's near Christmas, and at least that's another day for gifts. So it kind of makes sense to lump it in. You can't be lumping in Valentine's and a birthday. That is People like do. not the same. People do. CJ's good. He'll he'll give me a Valentine's Day and uh, a birthday, but it is like. You know, people really shit on the month of February, too. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. People say it's the worst month, like, across the board. And I'm sure as a black woman, that's offensive to you because it's Black <laughs> History Month. And as a white woman who loves her birthday, it's offensive to me because my birthday's in there. You know, so it's like, okay, I don't really need. We think we need to drag amethyst like this. But it's usually, like, the darkest month. Right. And right. the one where, like, the, the snow coldest. has now turned dirty. And you're right. like, it's the right, magic's right. really gone. We're over this. 
So I really like feel for the month of February. Right. Um, CJ and my first Valentine's Day together, and CJ is amazing at presents, amazing at planning things. He he really is like the antithesis of what hetero men are when it comes mm-hmm. to that. But our first Valentine's Day, he and I knew from the get go something was up. Um, he said I rented us a castle. What? And wow. Me, I yeah, I was like. I it felt too much or you were like oh this is not like you knew that couldn't have been right you see what I'm saying both both I was like (laughs) if it is a castle that's too much and if it isn't a castle he got duped um and so the day rolls around and he was like oh yeah so the castle man or whatever um dm'd me and says it's 75 dollars if we want to use the hot tub and i'm like well that's this is this castle man is dming is your first red flag okay if there's not a true internet service provider behind an email Uh, address no 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 and I'm like, and what castle is upcharging hot tub use? <laughs> so we get over to the quote unquote castle and it is very obviously a building in the Hollywood Hills that, you know, has turrets and sort of <laughs> looks like a castle, uh-huh. but like it was under construction oh, and no. it was an apartment. Meant. Like it was a house that had been made into apartments and we were basically going to be in a studio apartment that was a what? part of this castle looking house. I tell you, it was. And then so I had like smoked a little bit of weed and made all of this food to bring over there. And so I'm like sitting at the CJ's like, let me go check it out. So I'm like <laughs> sitting there with my like meatball sandwiches <laughs> Hi, and I like I'm like CJ CJ I'm like texting him calling him he's yeah. not answering oh my god and oh I got god. so paranoid I go if I don't hear from you in one minute I'm calling the police oh, <laughs> that's how scared I was and then we got up into this studio apartment and you could tell he was just like so mortified yeah. and I'm looking at it and I'm like where I live is nicer than this so we just <laughs> so we just left and went back to my apartment was he able to get his money back was he like it's well, a studio. And- and so then the man clearly had like cameras and had been watching and had been watching us. And he so he starts DMing. He's like, you can have the hot tub for free. And it's like because he saw us leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, sir, we, we had to walk on like a plank. Like, you Wait, know, what? like like a two by four was down because the like a <gasps> to- ground part wasn't finished. No. Yes. That is insane. Yeah. So CJ got his money back. Thank God. Also, I'm very disgusted by the man having the uh, cameras there because he would have who knows how long he would have watched you. I know. I know. Well, maybe that's why he threw in the hot tub for free. He saw me and goes, oh, never mind. (laughs) No charge. (laughs) But I bring it up a lot because it's like, you know, you you thought you rented a castle, honey. And the and the fee was like two hundred and seventy five dollars. And I'm like, see that you can't yeah. rent a castle for yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, honey, you maybe can get a bouncy castle, but you can't get a real yeah. castle. That ain't how it works. Uh, yeah, I brought it up in our vows. <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Are you a Valentine's Day gal? Um, not really, you know, because I never really had relationships. So I used to uh, fetishize it and be like, oh, I want a boyfriend in a Valentine. Yeah. And then once I actually got in a relationship and we kind of did it a couple of times, it was just like, whatever. Because mm. it's the same reason why I don't like New Year's Eve. Like, I don't like the holidays when everyone's out. 
right? Because mm-hmm. whatever you try to do on Valentine's Day is some gross prefix dinner somewhere. Yeah. Everybody is out in various stages of love. A lot of it is very awkward because they're trying to make yeah. it happen, right? Being like, where should we be doing this? And it's and, like people get new outfits for exactly. it. Like there's a lot of pressure and stakes put on yes, it. Yes, yes. And I also don't really like Valentine's decor. Like I just don't Ooh. like the whole pink and red and hearts and like the cutouts. Like I, whenever I, th- I think about like how school used to be decorated mm-hmm. and everything is cheesy, right? Like even as you're an adult, it's the same kind of decorations you would have in an elementary school, but wow, inside okay. an Italian restaurant. This is where our road parts. <laughs> Because pink and red and cheesy, I go, oh boy. I take, I'm like, these are my birthday decorations. Well, of course you love it, Megan Gailey, pretty and pink award. And pink is your fave. I know it's your fave. Yeah. I do oh love my pink. gosh, that is. And I do love a lava cake. And I feel oh, like there's yeah. always a lava cake on Valentine's Day. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, every menu better have a lava cake. God, mm. now you got me wanting Taco Bell and lava cake. Sorry. And I ain't pregnant, so I can't get away I with know. that, Megan. <laughs> Okay, you a bad influence on me. Speaking of bad influences, can we talk oh. about this movie? Ah! <laughs> Y'all, today we are talking to you about the movie called Single Black Female. Mm-hmm. Here's the baseline, honey. Monica is a budding TV host reeling from the death of her beloved father and a difficult breakup. But her life is about to get even more insane when her new assistant starts to get just a bit too close for comfort. Woo! Now, I mean, I hear that and I go, well, she has an assistant. So, I mean, things can't be that bad. <laughs> if you missed the movie premiere, it is available to watch for a limited time at mylifetime.com. So, no excuses. All right. This movie does star an actress from Glee. I'm going to tell yes. you right now. It does star the original Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince. Wow. Wow. Okay, look, a lot is going on in this movie. We do have to unpack it. I do like a black movie. I like black girls together. I felt like this would have been a fun set to be on. Mm-hmm. But as a motion picture, it was left, right, and center wild. And you know what, Megan? We got to get into it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so we open up on a black family in a park, two kids and a dad. They're playing outside, a very sweet scene. And then we see Monica watching from a park bench looking sad. And then she snapped out of it when her friend Bibi shows up with a big gift. So I'm like, okay, well, this is exciting. A wind chime. You remember what your father would always say, that it was the angel's way of letting us know? That everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Let's go. That's the moment for me, though. It took me a second. Did you notice immediately that they were wearing black? Yeah, I honestly didn't. I actually noticed more that they were in formal wear at a park. Um, Okay. So that (laughs) clocked for me because I am not in formal wear ever at a park. Right, 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 right. And then when she was like, wind chimes, like your dad had a saying, I was like, oh, I think her dad just died. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the wind chimes. 
or like, you know, it's an emotional gift. Yeah. BB, it's funny because BB is giving me just like country realness. Very obsessed with her already. And she only gets better. And she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. And after this, well, I was, I was like, okay, where'd they find this supermodel? Like BB was on a whole nother planet for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Just like a stun, a full lip, a cat eye. She's yeah. giving me a blunt bang. Obsessed. So then we cut to Monica speaking at her father's funeral and we see that her mom is the original Aunt Viv. Um, The ballerina. The ballerina one. Um, Thank you for knowing that episode. The most iconic episode ever. Um, So exciting to see her. I haven't even told CJ this yet and he is a massive Fresh Prince fan. So I can't wait to finish this episode to let him know. Um, So Monica is giving an emotional eulogy when her boyfriend Andre's cell phone goes off. In the funeral. I'm sorry. (laughs) We also get like a wide shot of this funeral. And I want there to start being more representation for packed funerals in cinema. They're always Mm -hmm. sparsely attended. This had like 20 people at it. And it doesn't make any sense, too, because he's the mayor. The he was like the mayor of Houston. mayor of Houston. <laughs> Houston is the fourth largest city in the country. Where are the people to love this man? A black mayor? Come on. Uh, I know. I know. I know. Look, Lifetime, they're trying to limit that extra budget. I get it. COVID, but too. Also, COVID, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but I just felt like I would rather you have some cardboard cutouts, okay? Just shoot it from behind and let me just think everyone's like, you know what I mean? Just see like shadows. I need to know this man is beloved. I want to see a processional in the streets. I think a black mayor dies in Houston and we are getting a princess die funeral. Yes, 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 yes. That's what I imagine. And then I'm also, now that we know we're in Houston, I'm like, did BB ever audition for Destiny's Child? You know, like it just really Mm -hmm. ups the proximity to the Knowles family too. Absolutely, absolutely. But you also notice for a second in the funeral, there's like one woman all like, in black, but she's wearing a black veil and a black hat. You oh my can't God, see her. I forgot her, that right? part. You don't see her at all, but they cut to her a couple times. So you're like, okay, who that? Wow. But again, she like leaves right after the eulogy. There's no, you know, talking about it or no one like calls it out later, but you, they definitely clock it. Lifetime loves a funeral crasher. Absolutely. That's like a real, that's a real trope that now I love too. Um, <laughs> so we cut to the post-funeral gathering at mom's house. I love this house. I think it is um, really stunning and chic. And there are more people at the post-funeral party than there were at the funeral. And I'm like, you're going to show up for the sandwiches? (laughs) Wow. Um, And then Andre comes up to Monica and asks, Babe, um, what if we went upstairs and had a little grief sex? And up until this point, I did not know that they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Right, exactly. Because you, because the way at first, especially because the way he acts in the funeral, I almost thought he was going to be her brother or like that, you know, wayward cousin who always yeah. does the wrong thing. Because he's Whereas not that's sitting. Be a family thing. He's not sitting with her mom, and so I'm like, right. you would think if he's her spouse, he would be with his mom. With I mean, with her mom, but I guess he's not with her mom because he's kind of bad news. Yeah, he's bad news bears. But then also, I think it's so funny because he's like, we should have grief sex, and she's like, Andre, I just. Buried my father. Babe, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make you smile. No. Thank you. Sweet. <laughs> is it sweet? No, it's, I don't think it is it's sweet. It's not, but Andre is really hot. 
Oh, see, I didn't think he was all that, Megan. Okay. You know, because wow. I have a high standard for Lifetime men. Because I know Lifetime, that casting director has a book of men with chiseled jaws and full lips. And I just expect you to come out giving me 12s, 12s, 12s across the board. Oh, I thought he was Andre so hot. Eight. I thought he was so hot. And he had like exposed chest at a post-funeral hang. I'm like, okay, who is? <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> okay, and that's exactly how I knew he was trash. I was of like, course. why is your chest exposed at the funeral? You cannot be trusted. I was like, the phone, the suggestion to have sex yeah. at, the, at her mom's house, and having his chest exposed. I said, well, no, he was never good. Of course. He was never the one. Bad funeral etiquette, good etiquette for me watching at home on a Friday. You know, <laughs> like, mm, okay, thank you, Andre. Because also, this is bad, too. I was looking at the spread at the funeral, and I was like, all this food looks so good. You know, so Wait, really? I didn't even notice it, Megan. Oh, Maybe there was because you're hungry now. There was the chicken that looked really good. I feel like there was, like, a croissant platter that looked amazing. <laughs> and then Andre was standing behind the chicken at one point, and I'm like, this is too much for me. I can't handle this. <laughs> okay, I'm blaming this on hormones, because you... <laughs> Have lost the plot, Hetty. But I, because I immediately hated Andre, and so I was very satisfied when then her mom comes up and is basically like, Andre, could you go away? Like, it's very <laughs> clear she cannot stand him. Is there anything I can do for my baby? Actually, there is. Why don't you be a dear? Aunt Pearl and Nana Joe could really use some consoling. Sure, I can handle that, Miss If you put your phone down, I'm sure you can. And then this moment that really resonated with me was that, like, mom comes up, and she's talking to Monica about the eulogy, and she did have some notes. I want to tell you, you did a beautiful, beautiful eulogy for your father. Thank you. But but what? If you here we go. What's up, mom? What? I just wish you had mentioned all of the organizations that you donated to. Yeah. Okay. Well, silly me for rambling on about his kind soul instead of his deep pockets. You know, I can never satisfy you. Wow. She had eulogy notes on the eulogy. Notes. And I said, that's black mama drama. That is real. That is relatable. Her mom just like, you should have mentioned his philanthropy. Like, it was just like, yes, yeah. it's all about the image, honey. Yeah. And they are, you know, kind of like the Lord and Lady of Houston. Mom and dad were, Isn't you know? It funny in all movies and TV shows and everything? It's always the parent that they liked better who dies first. I know. Know. You know, it's like she had yeah. like the dad seemed to be this like magical man. Right. Um. So Monica, her and her mom sort of she's like, I cannot believe you're doing this. So she walks away from her mom. Um. This is when she's standing by the food table. This is when I was really excited. And then <laughs> BB comes over and she wants info on a man who is <laughs> elderly. <laughs> So elderly. She called him a zaddy. And I said, no, ma'am. And he wasn't no, even hot. Ma'am. He wasn't even a hot he elder. He was not. Okay. He was not. This Could you just listen to it? Yes. Who is that zaddy over there? Nikki Sangle. BB. Yeah. That's my great uncle Marvin. He is 73 years old. Is he single? Wow. Okay. Great uncle Marvin. Okay. Great Uncle Marvin, BB, you could do better, honey. You are over here looking real good. Yeah. You do not need to settle for Great Uncle Marvin. No, we don't even know if Great Uncle Marvin is rich. You know, I think sometimes, like, people will be like, ooh, who's that older man? It's like, we need to see bank deposits. Okay, we need to see financial documents before we're diving in. What did she say? He was 73? He was elder. 
I couldn't handle it. And I just love that when BB was like, and this felt to be the most country thing I'd ever heard. Mm-mm. Yeah, no dating now for me. Look at me. I'm too fine for all that. Mm-mm. I eat catfish, but I definitely ain't going to be catfish. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I said, okay, BB, let us know. She is not playing games, but she is very down for an old man. I also really like what she called Andre Mr. Herpes commercial. You got Mr. Herpes commercial over there. He ain't never leaving you. Okay, first of all, it was an erectile dysfunction commercial, okay? <laughs> Leave my man alone. Leave him alone now. My first thought was that she was saying he looked like a guy in a herpes commercial. Which he does. Like in the herpes commercials, yeah. like, it's always like a, a very attractive couple, like speed walking or yeah. kayaking or something. And so that's what I thought. But no, no, no. We know that Andre is an actor. A commercial actor in Houston. Okay, now I'm even hotter for him. Um, (laughs) So then Monica talks about how her her mom is such a perfectionist and is obsessed with appearances, which you do get because her mom is very thin too. Um, And her dad was the one who believed in her 100%. And we learned that Monica works as a TV host in Houston. So exciting. Um, Love a local host. But- the whole thing was that, like, so basically she already works at a sh- show and she's trying to get on the bigger show because because the host of, like, their lead-in show is leaving. And so she's like, this is the job I want. And she's like, my dad believed in me, but her mom was always like, mm, what? Mm-hmm. But Andre sidles up. And BB doesn't like him either, no. which I was actually surprised by because I felt like BB would be into Andre. No. But she was like, no, he's trash. But so basically when Andre comes up to Monica, Bibi's like, bye. And then Andre's like, now Look, I know that I'm not your mom's favorite. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love you. And I'm always going to be here for you. Always? Always. And then you cut to Monica waking up and tossing a picture of her and Andre in a box. Yes! Filled with Andre's stuff. And I was I wrote down, but. did they break up? Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I got whiplash. Um, I and I also loved the exterior and interior of Monica's house too. So I'm like, so far you're giving me Andre and really good houses. I, mm-hmm. I'm visually loving this movie. Um, so we board. see Monica leaving her house. She runs into her neighbor, Mrs. Fletcher, who's an old black woman drinking peach snops from a flask at 8 a.m. And that was a vision of my future that was chilling. <laughs> I said I could end up with Mrs. Fletcher. I could end up an old lady who says, Call me kiss. It's just a little peach snaps. And says, I hate company like I hate people in my business. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. I could, what if I become Miss Fle- Megan? You have to make sure that I do not become a Mrs. Fletcher. Oh, I will not. I will be pushing you into Mrs. Fletcher. Like, I'll be like, <laughs> I want you. To- Mrs. Fletcher is having a great time. Mrs. Fletcher is slurring all of her words at eight in the morning. (laughs) I wanted to see great uncle Marvin walk out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, we should. We ship them. That would have been um, a fun little (laughs) Easter egg. Um, But I love Mrs. Fletcher and I am like, what a great neighbor to have, you know, like just an old drunk woman. That's my dream. Who doesn't care and like literally uh-uh. at first she locks herself out of her door out of her apartment and then she's like oh no I didn't and she just like slams on the her flask on the on knob it. and it's like yeah and she's like unlocks and I was like okay Ms. Fletcher you really don't care if you just out here with your door unlockable you know she was swinging all times. oh you know Mrs. Fletcher was swinging at 8 a.m. <laughs> she hasn't snow. seen a bra since like the Nixon era <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Then we see Monica and BB grabbing drinks, and that's where we find out what happened between her and Andre. So listen to the breakdown. Andre and I broke up. What? When did this happen? What was I? It happened a few days after the funeral. What happened? <laughs> Long story short, he cheated. How'd you find out? Girl, someone DM'd me a picture of him having sex in Club Savoy's bathroom. I'll have to see it to believe it. I'm not showing you a picture, B. No. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> he had sex in a club bathroom? This is one of those things. Like, <sighs> I, I, am, I am now a woman in her mid-30s. <laughs> and I hear people say club all the time. They were at a club. Mm-hmm. This happened at a club. And I'm like, I have lived a life, okay? I am. I was wild. I was a slut in my day. Where are these clubs? <laughs> what these clubs where people are just in the bathroom having sex. Also, can we talk about not just that he had sex in the bathroom. She got a DM of a video of the sex. The layers of layers on this are wild. Who took the video? What bathroom were they in? How did they know they were dating? Because she's on TV and he's a local commercial actor? Like, it's Andre. It's not, I know. You know. You know. Okay, you. so um, Tea Time is the hit daytime show that the host is leaving from, which right. means there's an opening. Yes. Right. So then we cut to Monica finishing up her hosting duties on the Houston Morning Show, and she has a white girl co-host named Elodie. And as always, thank y'all for tuning in to KQNB's Hey H-Town. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey. <laughs> And then I wrote in the notes, in all caps, Megan, this is us. Yes. Megan, our friendship is finally represented I was, in a Lifetime film. Well, it goes on to not be a great friendship. So this initial Literally. snapshot, this initial snapshot is us. And when I saw this Elodie character, I was like, I'm very upset that I did not get to read for this woman. You know, like Absolutely. every time there's a white news girl, I'm like, yeah. I'm bringing hair and attitude. And yeah, you're giving a sass hair, you know, serving face. You could definitely have been an Elodie. Mm-hmm. Especially when Elodie like ha- puts on her little stank facial expression at the end. I said, Megan could have done that in her sleep. Yeah. In her sleep. Thank you. But at first we see them. We're like, okay, black girl, white girl, co-host. I said, okay, this is me and Megan. I'm on board. Is that why Julie told us to watch this movie? Wow. You know, oh. that's what I thought. But then. Because at yeah. first they're like, listen, we're both going for the job, but let's not let this affect our friendship. And like, right. We know that that's not how it works. Um, So then, oh, then we meet Eric, who was a sound guy, but now he's sort of going to be like on the floor more. Yeah, he's like a floor manager, but I was like, but you are taking off her mic pack, which is a sound guy thing. I know, but you know, the mic pack is probably the most sexual job in Hollywood. Absolutely. um, absolutely. Or Houston TV. So he comes over, he's (laughs) removing her mic pack and then like takes it off her breast. (laughs) No, right. It's your job. Oh, he makes a meal of it. He makes yes. a real meal of it. Yes. And Monica's feeling it. She's not like creeped oh, yeah. out by it because Eric is really hot too. So yeah. now we've got yeah, yeah, Andre, yeah, yeah. Eric. I'm thrilled. <laughs> 
but Monica, so like immediately you're getting a little sparks fly between them and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, bless, look at you. Do and you then think Monica, Eric's hot? I think Eric's okay. I just didn't wow. like how he came on so strong. I felt like he was like such a, he's giving me F-boy energy. Oh, I didn't like his vibe at all, Um, but I yeah. just thought he was really hot. See, vibe really affects hotness for me, Megan. Not me. Because okay? I'm not listening <laughs> to most men anyways, so I'm just like, you know, I was like zoned out. I'm just like looking uh-huh. at how good his like, you know, fade yeah. was. Good job. Good job. <laughs> definitely. get Definitely. You know, he had it working. But so Monica like walks back into her office and it's kind of like, OK, maybe I'm about to get with him. Yeah. But then she's blindsided when her boss Jeff. is like, hey, <laughs> yeah, Jeff, white Jeff. And Monica finds out he's like, so in other news, your assistant Nate quit. Wait, what? When? Why? Guess you can only be a low-paid intern for so long, but don't worry. We scrambled and found somebody to replace him. Well, without my input? You know, feel free to fire her if you don't like her, but I'm pretty sure you will. Oh, my God. Let me introduce you to her. Come on. And so then he's like, here's your new assistant, Simone Hicks, Amber Riley from Glee. Okay? And she's wearing a beret. She looks, like, pretty as a princess on Easter Sunday. She's giving us, like, really cute vibes. But then... Jeff is like, wow, side by side, you two actually look a little alike. I could not (laughs) believe he said this. Literally because they're both thick, beautiful black women, but they look nothing alike. Like their features look nothing alike. I was like, Jeff, get HR in here right now. This is crazy. You You cannot just be saying black women look alike. Um, (laughs) I mean, so Simone comes in. She's so excited. And Monica is not very nice to her. And she's like doing, like, she's acting like she's too busy. She's too famous to be like dealing with her. And it's probably because she had no say in hiring her or just because like, maybe you're trying to like set the standard of like, if you're going to be my assistant, I need to show you that sometimes I'm going to be a bitch. Um, Yeah. So listen to this. I'm sorry, did I do something wrong? No. No, it's not you. Um, Please, sit down. So, enough about all the research you did on me. (laughs) Tell me something about you, Simone. Oh, there's not much to tell there. Um, Came here from Virginia a couple weeks ago. Virginia? Big leap. Yeah, I'm still apartment hunting. You're welcome to each show. I take it you don't have any friends or family here? Yeah, family. Pretty distant, though. I'm going to look for an apartment later today. Well, good for you. I hope that pans out. Okay, okay. Now, when she said pretty distant family, Mm -hmm. I was like, they are related. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the dramatic pause, pretty distant, though. And the fact that Simone is wearing a beret. She's a liability. That's what I say. Yeah. You know she's off a rocker already. The drama and then also the beret. And it was like, okay. And Monica kind of, again, is not really interested until Simone says something that she, she had said, like that was similar to a quote her dad always used to say. Monica, sometimes to see the rainbow, you got to put up with the little rain, right? I'll see you tomorrow. And so suddenly Monica's like, you remind me of daddy. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, I do have to say, at this point in the movie, it's pretty clear Monica is our protagonist and that Simone's probably going to be our antagonist. Absolutely. I like Simone a lot better. Um, I do not oh. like, I don't like Monica and it kind of remains for the duration of the film. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. What is it though? I think it's this interaction. Like, and I, and, and maybe it's because it's juxtaposed with like how sweet and like flirty she was to Eric, but I'm like, Mm. it made, it kind of bummed me out to be like, so nice to this like random ass sound man. And then be so rude to this girl who is clearly so excited to meet you. And work right, for you. Right, 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 right. That's true. That I just was That's like, true. Eh, I, I know Monica's like the star, but I'm on Simone's side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah, 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 I'm just yeah. on the villain's side. <laughs> well, you know who else seems to be on the villain side it is Eric. And this is when I said I don't like him because basically Simone is leaving and she goes into the elevator and she and Eric meet in the elevator, and he's, like, very flirty yeah. to me. Hey, I'm like, first day. Gives her a nickname. Hey, I ain't never seen you before. First day. Well, welcome, first day. I'm Eric Lawson, the station's floor director. I'm Simone Hicks, Monica Harris's new assistant. Oh. It's good to know. Well, I'll see you around, first day. See you around. <laughs> He also has this vibe to me like he's always ready to have sex. Yeah. He has just like a very sensual, flirty energy where I was like, Eric, would you please calm down? Yeah, he's doing some LL Cool J. Um, And maybe Uh that's why I'm into him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The vibe that he's always ready to have sex. Yeah, just flirting at work. Gosh. With everybody. So that's why I was like, wait, does he not like Monica? Do you know what I mean? Because he's talking to her too. I'm like, so is he just like that with everybody? Maybe him and Monica aren't having a vibe. I was, it really threw me. Yes. Um, And so then as Simone is waiting for the elevator, because she like went on the wrong floor or whatever, um, she overhears Elodie talking on the phone and talking about how she's definitely going to get tea time over Monica and that Monica is basically not even a threat. Oh, yeah. She came back today. Of course she wants tea time. No, I'm not worried about her. The network loves me. Babe, the gig is as good as mine. (laughs) No, I would never Tanya Harding her. Or would I? (laughs) And I was like, Elodie, no! Oh my God. Why would you be talking that loud about that at work? Thank you. And also, if Simone and Monica look so much alike, you say it next to another black girl who could very well be her. So at the very true. least, just Elodie know maybe if you say it in front of a black girl, she's going to go find the other black girl and tell her. <laughs> it's not going to, she's definitely not going to pick Elodie's side. Right. Elodie, right. you got to talk shit outside of work. This is honestly Thank a note you. I need to take too. <laughs> definitely. And then, and then in my brain, I'm like, I would make a great Elodie. Um, right. <laughs> so then we see Simone go to Mrs. Fletcher's apartment. And I'm like, huh? Which is, again, right next door to Monica's. Because basically it's like one of those, you know, those like buildings where it's like duplex. Exactly. So it's like the doors are side by side. So, again, you know. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. You moving in right next door? Okay, Simone. Okay, just telegraph, telegraph. And then Simone is like, I'm here about the apartment vacancy. Apartment vacancy? Oh, the realtor said that you were... Oh, you see the signs out here? Looking for a tenant. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Somebody to lied to you, little girl. Go on now. And <laughs> I take her at her word because she doesn't seem drunk. Um, And then Simone hands her like a fat wad of cash. And Mrs. Fletcher is like, hmm, okay. <laughs> okay, exactly. I, I, she's, this could buy me a lot of schnapps, you know? She can get some peach schnapps what with that. Schnapps is so gross. It's so gross, but also feels very elderly to me. A thousand schnapps. percent. A thousand percent. I went to, I went to um, 
zoo lights at the LA Zoo yeah, recently. Yeah. And they have like, you know, little stands like hot cocoa and stuff. And it, and when you, I went up because I was going to get hot cocoa and churros, it was like, add peppermint schnapps for $4.99. Okay, but that's that's a companion <laughs> piece. Schnapps. That's, this is, she's drinking it just straight. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like having just a cup of Bailey's. And it's like, no, it's a, it's an additive. <laughs> After that moment, though, when you're like, uh oh, I can't imagine Mrs. Fletcher and Simone living together. I'm like, yeah. I'm dead. I said, I said, now that's the movie I want to see. Yes. Talk about non couple. Like Simone and Mrs. Fletcher. But instead, we don't stay with that because then Monica's mom comes into her office with a gift and an apology. And then Eric stops in mm-hmm. and like ends up meeting mom. How are you? Hi. Uh, yes, you should meet my mother, actually. This Hello. is Denise Harris. Hello. This is Eric. He's our new floor director. Very nice well, to meet you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Again, it's like, Eric, what exactly do you do that you always up in here? He just I don't knows know. around. He just knows his around. He knows his around. But then mom is like, Monica, mm-hmm. you are not thinking about a workplace romance, are you? I don't know what you're talking about, mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't know what you're talking yes, about. You I do. have a lot of work to do, huh? I bet you do. We'll see you later, dear. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just like, Mom, you are a buzzkill. Okay. No matter what happens, you are just like not on board with what Monica does. But I am glad that she came to apologize. No, it was sweet. Yes, and she had she had a little prezzy. Yeah, and it was like okay, so that's nice. Like they're trying to rebuild the relationship. Um. So then a little bit later, we see Monica outside of work, and she's meeting Andre to give him the box of his stuff back, and they mm. have this interaction. You got me waiting outside. I can't even come upstairs, really, Monica. So what? Now you think I'm a threat or something? We're meeting here for your safety, Andre. Here's your stuff. Have a great life. Monica, look. What? Hear me out. What? Go ahead, explain. Explain how you made me believe that you were really in love with me. Just to turn around and cheat on me a day after my father's funeral. Go ahead. Despite what you saw in that photo, that wasn't me. Is that what we're doing? All I remember is drinking with the guys at Carter's bachelor party and... Next thing I know, I just... You fell aside another woman? Yes, sort of. Oh my, I can't. I can't. You know, you're a much better actor in those commercials. You know that, right? Come on, Monica, don't play Play you. Don't play you. Andre, you played yourself, okay? Matter of fact, you don't deserve this. This, you don't deserve. Or me. Okay, yes, and she does snatch a shirt out of the box she was giving back to him, which is like, (laughs) you know, we all know that we've kept some clothing items from exes because they end up fitting us better or they're soft or whatever. <laughs> but when she says you don't deserve this, you don't deserve. But I was like, what is the shirt? I didn't get to see what was on it. I honestly thought it was a Black Lives Matter shirt from like the, te- <laughs> from the text, but I think we see it later and it's not. <laughs> okay. Oh God. That's so funny. Then, then, then after that though, she's, you know, Monica's in a mood, of course, because mm-hmm. it's like, Andre, you suck and I don't even want to see you. So when she gets home, she runs into Simone on the porch and she's like, I live here now. And then it's like, what? Like, Thank you. I was like, I'm sorry. I couldn't. It's like, I would literally get a new place to live if my assistant moved in next door. Anyway. And then Simone's like, why don't I like bring by a drink and we can talk? And Monica agrees, which I thought was insane because she is your new employee. You yeah. cannot get drunk with her on day one. Am I wrong, Megan? No, you're not wrong at all. But I also think Monica likes 
having people around her to do things for her. So you think she was just like, come. Well, we also have to think about Monica in the context of like, she's a rich girl. You know, right. so it's right, like right, right, right. my assistant yes, lives yes, next yes. door. Great. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and there's like doesn't even I, I guess she asked for a second where Mrs. Fletcher is, but it doesn't linger. She doesn't text right. her or call her. <laughs> like, she's right. just like she has no. Oh, I didn't know Mrs. Fletcher that. wanted to move. OK, yeah. Bring some booze over. <laughs> so then Monica and Simone are drinking and talking about Andre. Listen to this. Girl, you took his T-shirt back. I sure did. Damn. And I should have did more than that. <laughs> well, he put me through. What would you have done? He destroyed everything and anything that he loved until he didn't have a shirt of happiness left. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, what did Miss Michelle Obama say? Okay, when they go low, we go high. Oh, she said go. Go high. Okay. Yeah, we go. Oh, they're having fun. Yeah. They're having fun. And we got a Michelle Obama clip in. We you got a lot of Michelle mentions. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. you know this was written. I wonder if this was actually written by a black person or was it written by a white person who was like, "What do upscale black people like?" I'm gonna guess black person because I don't think a white writer would put in the boss being like, "You guys look alike." Like I don't oh, even yeah. think white people know that we do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that God. was a clear dig at like, please don't do this, <laughs> right? <laughs> But then Monica shows Simone a picture of her and Bibi. Yes. And Simone looks at it and then puts it face down on the coffee table. Insane behavior. And huge and like, red flag. This is another issue I kind of have with Monica. She doesn't even clock that stuff. Like exactly. she's just so in her own world that it's right, like if right. someone did that, I'd be like, what? Um, so Simone asks Monica about her dad, and then a Monica, and then Monica gets very emotional, starts sobbing, and Simone comforts her. And this is when we find right. out that he was the mayor. And it's like, damn. He was just a perfect dad. He was perfect. Hmm. What? Oh, it's just, you know, in my life that I've, I've found that nobody is perfect. He was, to me, he was perfect, and I don't know what I'm going to do without him. Oh, oh, Monica. Uh, okay. I I'm, just I'm, don't I'm know sorry. what I'm supposed to do without him, you know? I just don't know what I'm supposed to do without my daddy. I'm here. I'm here now. Oh my God. So the next morning, Monica comes into her kitchen and she finds Simone cooking breakfast for her. In, right. And I believe Simone is wearing the shirt that Monica took out of Andre's box. Okay, that was that shirt. So Simone is up in here making some very fluffy, delicious looking oh eggs. Oh my God, eggs, pancakes, bacon, I think. Bacon. Like I'm like, this is a full ass breakfast. And at I first know. Monica's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, you asked me to stay. Um, so I guess Monica was really drunk. And then Monica asked her to take the shirt off, which I thought was kind of weird. And then Monica's like, hang on, wait one second, I'll be right back. And I thought she, I don't know. I, it just seems like Monica switched so fast from like, why are you at my house? To then giving her right. her hand-me-downs. <laughs> right, right. She was like, you know, because basically she's like looking at Monica's clothes and are like, okay, girl, you need an upgrade. And then she's like, why don't you come up here and let me give you some looks? And someone's so excited. And then in that moment, I guess someone's like, 
okay, I guess we're friends now. She tells Monica that she overheard Elodie on the phone. Yeah. You know, being very suspect. And so we're like, okay, okay. And in the pile of hand-me-downs, Monica accidentally left in a dress that she like loves, that she was not planning on getting rid of. Mm-hmm. And Simone is like, this is so beautiful. And Monica like snatches it back and is like, oh, no, 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 no. That wasn't supposed to be in that pile. I'm sorry. Um, My dad, he... He bought this for me. He said it looked gorgeous on my dark skin, and I just, I don't know, I can never part with it. Sorry, but, um, this one, yes, this one here, this is a good one. Yeah, I think this will look amazing on you. <laughs> like, this, this relationship is wild. I know. But then basically, Simone is like, okay, I'm gonna go home and get ready for work. Monica is leaving. And Simone's put a CD of the Michelle Obama audiobook in Monica's car. Yeah. Now, how did she get into Monica's car? I don't know. And I was also bothered too. It's not the official version of the audiobook. A burned. It's, a, it's burned. a burned copy. Um, and I'm like, who is making these on CDs? This is insane. Like, it was just like becoming written in a weird text. Um, and this also started a trend in the movie, which was very upsetting to me. They never have a day off. Like, I thought they were like getting loose and drunk and having fun because the next day they didn't have to go into work. Like, it was a Friday into no, a Saturday. No. Every single time, I'm like, they must have a day off. They go to work every day in this movie. And I'm like, this is not how TV works. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny, though, because my favorite, though, and this is when BB comes back, because mm-hmm. you're not obsessed with BB. She said, I eat catfish, but I ain't getting catfish. And BB calls Monica, and she's talking about how she just is doing a background check on her new crush. BB likes this guy and he's doing a background check. And I was like, I support you. We don't know what BB does for a living. I think she's a I hairdresser. Okay, yes. The point is not an investigator. No. But she's the kind of person who is paid for access to websites. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's paying so she can look up people's VIN numbers. She's only ever calling from a salon, and she's not having her hair done when she's at the salon. You know, like, she's, like, casually sitting in a chair, which leads me to believe hairdresser. And Uh she always, like, looks amazing. So then we're back at the office, and Eric catches Simone, like, practicing Monica's poses and phrases in front of a poster of Monica. Yeah, so that's, like, weird and uncomfortable. And yet, for some reason, Eric's like, you want to go get some coffee? I'll show you where you can get the best cup in the building, so follow me. (laughs) Come on. This first day. So again, I'm thinking Eric is just trying to see whoever will sleep with him. Which okay, I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then like we get another work day where Simone comes in bringing Monica her lunch and she's wearing one of her hand-me-downs. Mm-hmm. And then Simone's like, I never knew my dad. And so of course when she says that, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so Monica's dad is Simone's dad too. 100%. You are a strange sister. You don't know Monica. Simone, you do. And you're here to get what's rightfully yours. Exactly. Yes, that was the exact conclusion I came to. And then <laughs> I also, at this point, I was very worried about Mrs. Fletcher. Like, I'm like, we yeah. need to find her ASAP because yeah. <laughs> I, exactly. do, I don't know what's going on with her, but I am now very worried for her. Um, and so then the theory is further confirmed. You're correct. When Monica is chatting with her mom and tells her mom that her new assistant, Simone, is from some, like, backwater town in Virginia. And Mm -hmm. the camera holds on mom's face and is like, oh, Virginia. (laughs) 
exactly, exactly. I was like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, we are putting it together. Then the next day, Monica's at work, again, because you're right, no one ever takes a break, okay? This is work, work, work. Erica gives Monica some flowers that Andre brought her. He was basically like, this dude was in the lobby. And he and made these me flowers bring you these flowers. You. I know. But then, and then she's like, I want his flowers. And, then, and he's like, they're beautiful. And she's like, yeah, but I don't want them from him. So then Eric makes this whole joke out of re-gifting the flowers to her. Basically like, well, I'm the one giving them to you. Yeah. An exquisite bouquet for an exquisite lady. Exquisite. No, you shouldn't have for me. <laughs> you too much. And then he asks her out, and she says yes, and I did not like that at all. These are flowers from a man who did her dirty. Yeah. That you had nothing to do with, and you're like being like, look, I got them for you. And then using that as an opening to ask her out, I just thought the whole the whole sequence of events didn't feel right. No. I was like, this is not the time to ask somebody out. And Eric's energy is very much like he's on the come up. Too, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I yeah. did love Monica's leather look she had on in this scene. <laughs> I thought it was really gorgeous. Um, so then we meet Miss Rochelle, and that is the host that is leaving tea time. So like the coveted job, and yeah. she is having sort of like an informal chat with Monica and Elodie, and Elodie really throws Monica under the bus. Well, luckily for me, when Monica was recently out on vacation, vacation. I was grieving my the father's death. got a taste of how I would and could carry a show on my own. Tea Time with Elodie Price has a distinct ring to it. <gasps> Elodie is evil. Oh my God. Yeah, I never understand when people act this way in front of a person they're trying to impress. It's like, do you think they think it's cool you called her grieving vacation? It, like, you I think Miss Rochelle's going to be like, that Elodie, she's a whippersnapper. <laughs> it's like, no, she's going to think you're a crazy bitch. I know. At least pretend but, to be nice. Exactly. At least pretend to be nice. And then Simone is like standing behind a pillar and she's watching all of this. And I will say yeah. in that moment, I was like, I'm okay with whatever Simone decides to do to Elodie. I yes. said, you know what? If Simone wants to do something, I said, Elodie, honestly, deserve. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That night, no change of clothes, just a little bit darker outside. We uh -huh. see Elodie walking to her car and someone grabs her from behind. Okay, now I have worked at a news station and- You have? Yeah, when I, I was an intern at WMAQ in Chicago uh, wow. when I was in college in the sports department. And you and I have also done morning television. Yes. A fair amount. Yeah. And I haven't. You have it? No. Ugh, you're so lucky. I've done a <laughs> lot of, maybe because I don't sell any tickets. So they got me up in there at 7 a.m. being like, mm, barbecue, come on down to the Giggle Hut. 
Okay, so <laughs> I have been to a lot of news stations. They have intense security. Like yeah. you have to be yeah. buzzed in. You are, and and the thing is, it's warranted. People are bonkers, insane about news anchors. Um, really? Oh yeah. When I worked at the one in Chicago, people would email in if they didn't like someone's haircut. There was a woman um, who was a sports anchor who was pregnant at the time and people would write in, call in and be like, she needs to get more maternity clothes. And then we had a guy who would call every single day and be like, hey, um, if you guys are short a person, I can come in. Just like what? a full-blown crazy person no one had ever met that had no experience. Oh. Like oh my news, God. News, um, news stations what? are- true breeding grounds for kookadoos. Wow. So for okay, Elodie, okay. this woman to just be walking at night, I was like, there's not a chance. There's not a chance this would yeah, be happening. There'd be a security guard somewhere. Yes. And cameras yeah, be, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's just my, oh my side God. note on that. But basically after what we can all assume is Simone attacking Elodie, she gets to Monica's house for a hang. Because basically we next see BB arriving at Monica's house and BB is unpleasantly surprised to yes. find Simone there. Yes. Okay. And the distaste is palpable. Listen to this. When exactly does Miss Fletcher come home? No, that is a good question. Now, where is Miss Fletcher? Um, texted me today. Miss Fletcher? Text you? Yes. She said she was extending her trip. Where? I don't know, BB. I was taught to mind my own business. I find that when you get in other people's business, get into some trouble. And you know what I find? That when people run their mouth too much, they cause trouble. Okay. <laughs> now, do you think BB is a great <laughs> judge of character or do you think BB goes into meeting anyone and is like, I don't like you until further notice? I think she's a great judge of character because okay. I think BB believes, I think BB is very serious about like being in your place. Yes. Because I think for BB, it's like, you are an assistant. Why are you hanging out like you friends? That's BB's problem. Okay. Um, so then and I love it. They don't get along. BB ends <laughs> up um staying the night. She wakes up on Monica's couch, and I'm like, I don't think you should make your best friend sleep on the couch like that. This is another right. knock against Monica. Um, and then she finds the pi the picture that Simone had put like face down. Um, BB picks it up and <laughs> BB's face has been burned through. Right. It's been burned out of the photo. So aggressive. Can you imagine? So aggressive. And so um, Monica comes out, BB immediately. Oh, that's, then BB does wake up in Monica's bed. That was really funny. And so BB oh, yeah, blames- she's holding a baseball bat. Yes. BB, she's holding a baseball bat. BB blames Simone, obviously. And then Monica is like, um, no, you have a half smoke cigarette. Maybe it was a joint um, on the coffee table. And then BB's like, yeah, maybe I did burn my own face out. What? <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. You did not burn your own face out, BB. There was also a glass on it. You think you took the picture out, burned your face, and then put it back in the picture frame? No. <laughs> oh, my God. The next morning, Monica gets to work, and everyone's talking about how Elodie was attacked last night. Hey, what's going on? Elodie was attacked last night. What? Is she okay? She's just she's beat up pretty bad. Oh, God. That is terrible. Um... Do they know who did this to her? No, no, not yet. And Monica decides they are not going to do a live show that day. And she like stands up in front of everybody in a real, you know, 
a moment of taking charge. Yes. It was just like, I'm the leader. Prayers now. up for Elodie. We cannot just be going on like everything's okay. And I was like, and this is how you get the job at tea time. But okay? it's also By being professional. Yes, but it's also very anti the show must go on. You know, like I feel like right. bosses would be like, no, we're make, we're doing the show. And if anything, we're going to capitalize on this and we're going to do a whole special on a vigil for Elodie. <laughs> You're very right. You're very right. Maybe like whatever show Elodie and Monica hosted, it was like, you can just run a rerun. We don't do anything here. Yeah. Like we don't know what the show is about. And so maybe it's just like. You know, they're just like fun looks for fall. And then they just play. True. So then um, Simone suggests that they go shopping to make themselves feel better. And <laughs> um, like, Monica's what? like, you know what? That's a great idea. <laughs> and, then, and then we see a shopping montage that also has Megan the Stallion Savage playing. And I'm yep. like, how much money did that cost to get in this film? Look, look, sometimes lifetime spends, okay? Were you shocked, not, That's why there were no, yes, and I thought, in, in that moment, I thought maybe that's why there were no extras in the funeral, because they had to put somebody into Savage. Yeah, they were like, we can have Savage, or we can have <laughs> funeral guests, and it's like, <laughs> Savage is the right pick. Right. <laughs> and then after the shopping montage, like, you like see Simone go home, and she's like giddy like a schoolgirl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, oh my God, I had a day with Monica. And then the next morning at work, Simone is looking really cute. She's got on like a nice outfit, I think, from their shopping time. And she tries to flirt with Eric because she likes him. Simone's like, and I, Simone is not wrong. Okay. Eric has been giving her vibes. Yes, he okay. Has. And she was like, I'm going to, you know, hit on him. Well, yes, there is a certain whoever. And I'm, I'm feeling him. And I think he's feeling me too. So I'm going to ask him out tonight. So I'm really nervous. Okay. We got to give me the tea on that later. Yeah, well, I'll tell you tonight. We're still on for drinks for me to pick your brain, right? Oh, my God. Simone, I am so sorry. I double booked. <laughs> Rain check? Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you. Oh. Going out with BBI soon. No, Eric, actually. Yeah. Eric, Eric from here? And then Monica's like, oh, yeah, Eric and I have a date tonight. And it's like... Oh my God. Then you know how you do that POV thing where like the world goes wonky and the sound gets distorted. (laughs) It was, I was like, uh Oh, and then Simone tries to play it off. And then Monica's like, okay, go pick up my dry cleaning. And I was like, Oh no, yeah, something's going to happen. And then Simone runs into Eric in the elevator and listen, it is. So are you excited about your date with Monica tonight? Uh, she told me. Yeah, we tell each other everything. We're close. Like sisters. That's the case to you. I'm excited. Yeah, I bet you are. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, didn't I hear you tell uh, Wanda in accounting that you like to keep it chill on work nights? (laughs) You remember that, huh? That's, That's why Monica raves about you as an assistant. Good. Yeah, I guess so. What are you doing? Ooh, baby. Okay, yeah. You think she's gonna reach for his dingling belt? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dingling belt. But the point is, but then she doesn't. She actually just presses the elevator button, and it was like, what? Is she threatening him with a sexual assault? Yeah, she spooks him a little bit, though. She spooks him. It's very, it's very, very unsettling. Then, uh, before the date, Bibi tells Monica... Who checked this out? I did some digging. 
on your girl Simone. You Google the girl? I Google everybody. You should be Googling everybody too. All these random people around you, you need to tighten up your game. So wait, my game is not tight because I choose to get to know people before I judge them? This girl's all in your business. You don't even know the damn girl. She don't like some single white female, or in our case, single black female type shit. And then they get into a fight. And I'm like, what did you find? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what's in the background check? What is the information? BB, you can't be withholding this. People in Lifetime movies love to not change their names, too. <laughs> Just like, look me up. Find my past. Um, so we cut to the date. And they're having drinks. He's complimenting her. They're flirting. And then yeah. they start making out on the dance floor. I was into this. Um, I'm shocked. Yeah. I, said, I said, Monica, you are a public figure. You know what I mean? You are a television news personality. Yeah. Can you, do you want everybody knowing your business? Because you'll be in the tabloids. You'll be on page six of whatever the Houston newspaper is. Listen, she was having a mimosa at 10 p.m. So she's ready to get, <laughs> she's ready to get loose. Um, so while they're on their date, we see Simone going to Monica's to drop off the dry cleaning. And then we see her take out the red dress that had been in the pile of hand-me-downs that wasn't supposed to. This red dress yeah. that her deceased father gave her and then she, Simone of course puts it on and she is dancing around in it um what? it was wild I know she's really feeling herself so much so that she does not hear Monica and Eric get back to the house and like making out everywhere right making out and so then basically they're coming upstairs into Monica's bedroom where Simone is dancing in her dress and Simone has to hide in the closet where she watches them have sex. Um, yeah, and the door is, I would call, wide open. Um, very she, open. It is very, very open. It's not cracked. It's not ajar. It is open. Um, and <laughs> I do believe that Simone masturbates to them having sex. I don't buy it. I you don't You need to go back and watch it. because, yes, she does. She is fully oh masturbating God. during it. I'm very upset. I think I'm you, very upset. I think you're in denial. I am. Because I'm was, sex negative. I was truly watching it being like, she need to get this damn dress dry cleaned again. <laughs> <laughs> we got a freaking Monica Lewinsky on our hands. Oh my God. With all due respect well, to Monica. Queen. Um, <laughs> I will say, you know, and I got very nervous. I was like, how is she going to get out of this? Right. And then, like, basically, she waits in the closet until they're both asleep. And basically, late, 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 Simone, like, tries to sneak out. You would not be able but, to. You would not be able no to. No way. Not what no way. And, but then Monica like comes out. She hears, you know, sounds downstairs. She comes to the top of the stairs. Simone, what are you doing? Um I'm sorry. I was trying not to wake you up. I um I thought that I left the keys earlier. So I was coming to bring them back. Okay, you could just leave them on the table. Good night. <laughs> and I was like, very good save. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Monica does look at her like, mm, but okay. I thought it was a very good, quick lie to come up with. And so I was very impressed. But then the next morning, Simone's like trailing Eric as he's working, you know. Again, um, how do they not have this day off? Like they went on a date, they get drunk, they have sex, and then everyone's just at work in different clothes. I'm like, the these people are responsible. They work hard, play hard in daytime news television. I guess so. Okay? I guess you're right. They really do. You're right. Okay? Because 
Then Simone's like following Eric as he's trying to work. And she's saying she's apologizing, but really she's like very threatening mm-hmm. and it's very stressful. Listen to this. She just got out of a long relationship with a man that she really loved. Her feelings and her words can't be trusted right now. Did Monica say something to you? The sister never tells. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this. You know, if you're going to take advantage of someone's vulnerability, maybe you should get your time up. If you catch my drift. Okay, so she kind of like insults the um, length of his lovemaking. Is that what we're deducing? Wow. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Because, yeah, this will come back up. So then we see, then we see Andre. I'm thrilled. I'm like, oh my God, I thought he was gone for us, but he's back. And he's he's at the club where he had sex in the bathroom. And he, and I was like not tracking this. Like for some reason, I thought he was at the club where um, Monica and Eric had had their date. I thought he was trying to get like tea on that, but no, he's at the club where he had sex in the bathroom because he said, I got to go there during the daytime. And (laughs) he pays like a security guy there to get him footage from the night he had sex in the bathroom. Um, And then later that night, we see him at Monica's door and he's screaming about how he was drugged at the club. And he's like knocking on her door being like, Monica, Monica, I was drugged. (laughs) Just like, okay. Justice for Andre. Right. (laughs) And Simone comes out of her apartment You? Monica's not home. And she just hits him over the back of the head. With a fire extinguisher. I mean, I mean, it was wild. And especially because right before that, like, I was like, how quickly was she able to just, like, get that weapon and just do that? Because right before that, she gets a text from someone named D.H., saying she wants to meet and she's like really excited. Yeah. So it's like, yay. And then it's like, oh my God, I hear him. Let me go knock this fool over the head right quick and go about my business. So the next day, Simone says she's got to come in late because she she calls Monica and says she needs to come in late because she is finally going to meet her distant relative who reached Mm -hmm. out and, oh my God, I didn't even track that she was in Monica's red dress. Wasn't it Monica's red dress? It could have been. Wow. I really felt like she was in her dress. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. This is wild. And so she goes to meet Monica's mom. That's who DH is. Denise, honey. Because Denise is not here to make friends, y'all. Listen to Denise just cut Simone down. Now, if you think that I'm reaching out to you to have some sort of reunion, you are sorely mistaken. So you didn't invite me here to make things right? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Little girl, make things right? Things were always right before you came along. That being said, yes, we are. $100,000. It should take care of the money that you spent coming here and the uh, therapy that you apparently need. And stay the hell away from Monica, because if you don't, I'm not going to be so nice 
Because see, unlike that whore that raised you, I go hard for my baby. Real hard. I mean, okay. she called her oh, she called her mother a whore. I could not believe. Calls her and then she's like, I go hard for my baby. We go hard. And I was like, okay. Oh. Okay, that's the Aunt Viv we know and love. When she called her mom a whore, I was like, I know you're not allowed to do that. That's no, going to lead to some drama. Um, oh, It was crazy. I'm like, she's deceased. What yes, are you doing this? But we don't know it's she's also like, deceased at this time. That's true, but it's also like, it's just, I, it's always very interesting to me when, you know, someone's partner steps out, but they blame the other, the other person, of not course. their partner. Of course. That- and I'm just like... That is an you know. issue I have um, kind of with this film throughout. Um, so then we see Simone. She goes back to her apartment, which is Mrs. Fletcher's house, actually. And I'm still concerned for Mrs. Fletcher's safety. Mm-hmm. And she has like a full-blown breakdown, breaking things, right. crying, screaming. And then Monica's at work and she's trying to talk to Eric. I mean, they had sex the night before. And he's being cold, honey, stone cold. Yeah. Like, hey, keep it professional. I enjoyed last night. Right. Just a few more seconds. Mm, Are you okay? I'm fine. I just think that we should keep things professional. That's all. You're all done. Eric. At first, Monica's like, what the heck just happened? You know? And then finally she kind of, which I love. I don't like when stuff stays too long, you know, hidden where she's like, Eric, talk to me. He's like, you told Simone I'm a one minute man, basically. (laughs) Yeah. And then she was like, no, I didn't. And then she was like, oh, my God. What? She was there. Yeah. She has a flashback to her being like, here are your keys. Right. She was there. Oh, my God. So basically... You know, Simone has had her freak out, but now she has a plan. And that plan is to go to Denise's house, knock on her door, and you know, Denise is like, What are you doing here? I thought I told you to leave. You did. Well, you're not getting any more money. I don't want any. But I am trying to remember what happened to the last person who told me to leave. What Simone has is a backpack. And what is in that backpack is Mrs. Fletcher's severed head. What? I jumped so high. I did not see it coming. I I did not see it. I mean, not just, I knew she was maybe dead. I didn't think really, but I certainly didn't think she had been decapitated. No, and that she was going to carry the head around. I know, in a, oh my God. And she literally was like, she shows it to Denise because she's like, "That's this is what happened to the last person who told me to leave. Uh, oh, my, oh my God. I cannot. I cannot. It yes. was terrifying. Um, so Simone is about to kill Monica's mom for sure. Right. And now we cut back to Monica at Simone's house. Simone is not right. answering because she's about to kill her mom. Right. And then Monica goes in and she is hit by a disgusting odor. Oh, my God. That is what we'll know, of course, is the scent of death. And she walks in, you know, sees that the place is such a mess. She finds her dress and a DVD on Simone's bed. 
and she takes them both back to her house. She's like, these are mine. Yeah. She plays the DVD and it's footage from the club that night, the footage that Andre paid for. And we see that it is Simone who hit on and drugged Andre. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. I, what? Actually, you're right. I wasn't expecting that either. I expected like she was the one who took the pictures and sent them, but not yeah. that she was the one who did it. No. Right. So we have a real one-two punch of head and backpacked um, woman roofing man to have sex in right. the club bathroom. Like, wow. Right. So then she talks to Bibi though, and Bibi's like, beat Simone's ass just as Simone walks into her office. Because basically, Monica has decided that she feels safer at her office than at her house because crazy Simone lives right next door to her. Mm-hmm. But Megan... Would you feel safer in an office ever? I would feel safer at an office if they had the appropriate amount of security, which I know now that this new station does not. Yes, yes. But like absolutely. offices at night terrify me. Me too. They're very creepy no, when no one's there. No, it's I'm like, this really is not scary. Safe. But like a new station, there are people there, I think probably not 24 hours, but I'm guessing like 20 hours because people come in <laughs> at, you know, so may, I'd be in hair right. and makeup. Like, <laughs> You know, my new assistant, oh boy. You know, I'd find <laughs> I'd find some friends to hang out with. Exactly, exactly. And everybody would know the business. But there's nowhere in Monica's life that Simone can't be, right? right. Because basically, Simone comes into the office. Right. Uh, I mean, I, 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 this is bad. And Monica has it out with her. And this is where I, what I felt was, I was like, you know what? This is a movie written by a black woman. Because this is exactly like, there's no like crying or beating around the bush. Listen to this. I'm going to talk. And you're going to listen. I welcomed you into my home. I confided in you about how painful my breakup with Andre was. And all this time, you were the backstabbing bitch who caused it? Hmm? Wait, what are you talking about? I got the DVD from Mrs. Fletcher's house. How did it get there, Simone? Huh? How? You know what? It doesn't even matter. You drugged Andre? And you sent me all those sick photos? I didn't. Stop with the lies. You can stop. What are you? Are you some kind of sick fan? You get off on stuff like this? Huh? You know what? You're fired. Monica, you should let me explain. Peck. See? I thought Simone was, I thought we were going to have the attack right here. And you saw Simone briefly like grab yeah. a, a letter opener, a letter our opener. favorite, our our favorite weapon exactly. Exactly. of opportunity. And so, you know, you think, okay, she didn't, she didn't attack her. So what's going to happen now? Mm-hmm. And then we well, see Bibi, she's in her car and she gets a call from a woman named Robin who Bibi has been trying to reach because she is a mutual friend with Simone on Facebook. No. Which like, First of all, that's hysterical to me because BB is still doing her background check, but she's going by like Facebook friends. And I'm like, honey, I got Facebook friends that I haven't spoken to since 2003. I know, but (laughs) from the beginning of the film, we know that BB loves the television show Catfish and they do a lot of detective work on Facebook. Oh, Um, they do. Okay. And so here is the crazy info that Robin gives her. You know how there's that one really odd kid in high school? It was the mom. She was the butt of all these cruel and... Became obsessed with this idea of moving to Texas to go live with her father. He would take care of her. And get this. In this fantasy world, her father was the mayor of, uh, I think it was Houston. I thought that after they locked her up. What did they put her away for? Killing her mom. 
Simone killed her mother. Simone's mother died in a fire that police suspected she started. I mean, they didn't have any proof, so they put her in a psychiatric hospital. But I believe she did it. Shit. <sighs> Hello? <laughs> I was not okay. expecting the mother. I thought like Simone was going to be like maybe so in love with her mom and like the mom maybe was dead, but not that Simone killed her. Um, So then I'm like back to um, DH calling the mom a whore. And I'm like, maybe Simone didn't even care about that. Right. (laughs) But it just, I just love when a random person who we never saw and will never see again comes out of nowhere with like, crucial information. It reminds me of Law and Order. You know uh-huh. what I mean? When it's like, oh yeah, there's this bartender who just remembers exactly what happened last night and what someone was wearing, even though the bar was full of patrons. And, and then like, I'm like, wait, so BB, did you not find out that she went to a mental hospital during her background check? Like, what was in the background check then? I think maybe her background check was just Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's just, what like, BB I thinks is a background check. Okay, great. <laughs> no. Okay. And of course, this is the moment I wrote in the notes, what did I say, Megan, in all caps? Because it was like, we knew Simone was her sister. Of course. Um, so Monica leaves the office and she finds Simone standing by her car. And Monica is like, what the hell are you still doing here, Simone? Let me explain, Monica. Take it up with HR. Okay? Get out of my way. You're no longer my problem. Problem? I was a problem to you? You know it like mother, like daughter. What? Move. Move. She goes to get into her car, and then Simone knocks her out with chloroform. She has a rag with chloroform, puts it over Monica's face, and she says, the best thing I ever heard in a Lifetime movie, night, night, bitch. Night, night, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. That was really good. Why couldn't she have just chloroformed Mrs. Fletcher and not decapitated her? Thank you. So Monica wakes up from her (laughs) night-night bitch nap, and (laughs) she is bound and gagged at her mom's house. And Simone is, like, coming clean, explaining herself. I I didn't have sex with Andre to hurt you. I did it so you know that he's not good enough for you. And that idiot had to show up to your apartment with the DVD, and I had no choice but to take care of him. Just like I took care of Mrs. Fletcher. And Elodie, that backstabbing bitch. Monica, you really got to be more careful about who you let in your life. I love when these stalkers are like, I'm helping you. (laughs) (laughs) I really felt like, though, justice for Mrs. Fletcher, because her drunk ass, you didn't need to kill her. Because I feel like she's so drunk, she ain't even going to know what's going on. She ain't paying attention. She ain't going to say nothing about nothing. Why did you give her all that money if you're just going to kill her? I don't understand. I thought you bought her off and she was like in Miami. Yeah. I'm like, literally just sent her on vacation (sighs) for a month. Anyway... Anyway, so that's all happening. And BB is in Monica's apartment looking for her. And she's like, okay, I don't know what's up. So then she gets into Simone's apartment where she finds 
dead Andre and Mrs. Fletcher's body. Just oh, the bottom half. Just, just the, the bottom, bottom half. half. And they're I a, could believe they're it. They're in like a side closet together. Yeah, they're like in the boiler room. It was and just I'm, like, what? Now I'm like, Andre's dead too? Oh my God. I know. Okay, so we're back at the house. Um, and Simone reveals that Denise, Monica's mom, is tied up in a closet and she's going to kill all of them. Right. And I just thought, I was surprised you managed to hold out that long. Do you know what I mean? Like to not um, kill mom. Yeah. I, thought, I I was convinced Denise was going to be dead. So the I, fact that we yeah. still had Aunt Viv, I was like, okay, thank God, thank God, yes. thank God. And so Monica, basically, she does, again, one of my favorite things in Lifetime movies, when you pretend you're on crazy side uh-huh. to buy mm-hmm. yourself time. Simone, I didn't know. I wish I would have known we were sisters. I would have chosen you over everybody. It's not too late. I could still choose you. Really? Really? Very smart. Very smart. So basically, we learned there, dad slept with Simone's mom when she was working for his campaign in D.C., and they paid Simone's mom to keep it a secret. Yeah, and they also say it was only one time, and I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so Monica's dad reached out to Simone after Simone murdered her mom in a fire, um, and he asked to meet up, which I'm like, does he not know that they think this girl killed the mom? You know, whatever. You don't know nothing. And so Simone went into it being like, Maybe this is going to work out. And she was like, oh, my God, he was the perfect daddy. He was so nice and charming and funny. I'm like, Simone, you're like 28. Like, that, he is not the perfect daddy. And then she's like, like she thinks she's going to be able to be a part of their lives now. Right, right. Um, and he says no, because it would still ruin his image as a politician, even though I think he's oh probably God. retired. Thank and- you. I was like, you're not even in office anymore. Like, stop it. Right. Stop. And so then when the dad is away at the bathroom, Simone drugs him and kills him. He broke my heart. So I stopped his. Simone is the one who killed dad. What? This is a high body count. Like, we are at three already? Yeah. And 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 that's not even including the mom we think she killed. So probably four. Exactly. Exactly. And we still don't know what's up with Elodie. I mean, she in the hospital. So it's oh, like, yeah. okay, I can't even believe Elodie made it out alive. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. So as Monica's trying to keep Simone talking, BB is like creeping up behind Simone. And she hits over the head. And then Monica and Denise and BB run out. And Simone is basically like, Okay, I'm going to light the house on fire because this is what she does. She did move. it to her mom. This mm-hmm. is her modus operandi, okay? And then I thought someone was going to kill herself uh-huh. in the fire. But no, she runs after them down the stairs and she grabs BB and they start fighting. And then Simone knocks her out. Hard. Okay. Hard. Hard on Multiple the Multiple times on the ground. And I was like, oh my God. And then Monica like comes back for BB, comes from behind. And then I believe she stabs her in the stomach with one of the wind chimes that BB got her in the opening scene. It, it was not um, clear what she was impaled on, but she was stabbed. She was impaled, absolutely. Simone. <laughs> this is for my dad. You took him from me. 
And then Monica goes and tries to wake up BB. Mm-hmm. But it's like, can she even get her out? I was like, she's not going to be able to carry her out of the house. It's on fire. <sighs> and then we cut to Monica standing at a gravestone. I know you were only looking out for me. I love you. And we don't know. Who is it? Who's she talking to? Who's she talking to? I was like, is it BB? Please don't let it be BB. It is not BB. It is her father. Oh, thank Who God. they're still not thank mad God. at <laughs> for bringing this, for fathering a psychotic child. Right, right. And also like paying off. Oh God, no, handling like it in silent. a way that leads her to, you know, like I do kind of have remorse for Simone. Like it's like, yeah, her dad was away living this public ritzy life in Houston and just fully ignoring her. It's like, yeah, there is a chance she's yeah. going to be a psychopath. Right, right. Especially if she was being bullied and her mom was like, nah, I don't Oh yeah, care. I forgot she was bullied. Yeah, and Robin was, was like, like, she was bullied and everyone was so mean to her and her, and she was like, I gotta get out of here. And she was like, my and- dad's actually the mayor of Houston. And they were all like, yeah, right. And it's like, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... After our moment at the gravesite, we flash forward, I don't know, not too long, I guess. Monica is walking onto set to a thunderous applause. Thank you for being my first audience as host of Tea Time with Monica Harris! Wow! And everyone's there to support her, including Elodie, who has the stankest look on her face as she applauds. And I said... Oh my God, I wish that was you, Megan. Because I could just see, like, the yeah. way Elodie was just like, oh. Be God, like, I got I attacked guess. and then I didn't even get the job. What the hell? Exactly. exactly. So, like, I got attacked by her assistant slash sister. Yes. This is even <laughs> my mess. Exactly. I love mom is in the audience and she's wearing a shirt that says, That's my daughter, mm. which I, I wrote. It did feel very Peggy to me. Wow. This is something your mom would do, definitely. For sure, for sure. And it also was like a nice full circle, like, Maybe now mom, since Monica saved her life, is not going to be giving her notes on her life constantly. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, okay, maybe you're just proud of your daughter. That's a beautiful thing. And before the show starts, Monica gives a special shout out to her best friend, BB. It's me. I love you, girl. Get better. Hey, girl. Who is at home with just a little bandage on her forehead and her hair laid and a very fine man sitting next to her. So I'm maybe it's three three to six months have passed. Yeah. And BB has had time to get right and get a man. So we love to see justice for BB in that regard. And I definitely thought BB might be dead. So happy she's not, um, but still not well enough to be there in person. So I guess realistic. And yeah. um, that's where the film ends. Wow, that's that's how it goes. I mean, my question. I wasn't clear on if Simone died or not. This was one of those movies where I thought we were going to get a little coda where it's like Simone in prison blues, like writing letters, like I'm going to see you soon, Monica. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I guess Simone's dead. Done. She's done and done. What a journey. (sighs) Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Well, Uh, That was a doozy. And Mm -hmm. I love the title of the film. Very fun. Lots of eye candy. A great one. <laughs> um, and next week, we have another Lifetime premiere. In light of Valentine's Day coming up, we have Old Flames Never Die. Oh, boy. Ooh, that sounds romantic. Well, let's uh, like see. A book cover. Let's see. Um, when successful novelist Kira Young returns to her hometown after her cheating fiance Tyson is accused of murder to escape bad press, she rekindles a romantic one night stand with her high school sweetheart 
Weston Wade, who (laughs) soon develops an unhealthy obsession with her once again. This is now, so you should not cheat. It's bad. But you also should not cheat because that person may be crazy and try and ruin your life. Right. Except also, wait, can we clarify this? She returns to her hometown to escape the bad press from Tyson's murder accusation, right? He is not accused of murdering to escape bad press. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Because I was like, he, yes, she is trying to get back home and be like, I cannot be in a world where Tyson is being accused of murder. Yeah, because he also was cheating on her too. Absolutely. And then we've got to, I mean, the name Weston Wade. Weston Weston Wade. Weston Wade? Weston Wade. She should have known he was bad. Um, So we will be watching this, and you have to as well, on LMN Friday, February 11th at 8 p.m. See you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. Our editor and sound designer is David Tattashore. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by... Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.